Thank you for joining the first Reception Insider podcast for medical receptionists. My name is Cathy Back and I'm the Tasmanian Faculty Manager of the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners. I've been a clinical physiotherapist, a healthcare manager for many years, and early in my career I also worked as a medical receptionist for a six-doctor practice with nurses and allied health. With me today is Anne Davis, the New South Wales ACT Faculty Manager of the RACGP, and I'll now pass over to Anne to tell you a little bit about her career. I'm really excited about this Receptionist Insider podcast series. I've worked in practice management for most of my career, and one of the things that I've really learnt is the value of the receptionist. So thank you for this discussion, Cathy. No, that's lovely. Thank you, Anne. So basically, I want to go through a few topics. The first one being the importance of the reception role. I mean, the receptionist is the face of the practice. It's the first person that you see when you enter a practice. So Anne, what are your feelings about the importance of a role of the receptionist in the front of the business? I think you're right, Cathy. They are the face of the practice. And the receptionist is critical because of the relationship that they have with the patients. And one of the things that I discourage my reception teams to use is the word just. You are not just the receptionist, you are the receptionist. Absolutely. And I think the receptionist can be the linchpin of the whole practice. It can really be the person that, you know, is the conduit between the patient's and the doctors and the senior practice management staff, the receptionist is that face of the business. And I think the way they present, the way they look, the way they interact and the the relationships that they develop with the patients are really crucial. And even things like often the patient will tell the receptionist as part of the appointment making or the meet and greet processes, quite critical information which the receptionist obviously can put in in the appointment notes. Jane has just told me that her husband's not well at home. And maybe Jane won't tell the doctor that, but it's useful information for the doctor to know. Absolutely. And the other thing I think that's really important is to have a warm, smiley face. I mean, it sounds so obvious, but if you've got someone who is friendly, warm, engaging, It just helps because we never know how the patients are feeling when they come into the practice. They could be feeling really nervous. They could be expecting some bad news or they're going to see the doctor about something that's really worrying them. They could be embarrassed. They could be having some procedure that they find very embarrassing and they could be feeling really awkward or they could be angry or frustrated or feeling sad or just feeling really sick. So I think it's vital that the receptionist is able to present a face that is understanding and that is able to see these patients coming in and be able to develop a good rapport with them and just put them at their ease. And I guess that's one of the challenges for a receptionist is ensuring that they leave their personal life in their locker as they come in, in that the receptionist always needs to be that approachable person, regardless of what's actually happening with the receptionist themselves. Absolutely. I think also, you know, the receptionist is someone who can be another set of eyes on the patients while they're waiting for the GP to come out and see them. I had an example when I was a young receptionist where a girl 
came in and had been feeling a little bit unwell, sitting in the waiting room, and suddenly became really very unwell very quickly. Luckily, I had noticed that she had become very unwell and was able to go in and interrupt the doctor with the patient he was seeing at the time, and we phoned an ambulance, and she'd been bitten by a redback spider. So we had a fairly urgent situation there, and she was being polite and not sort of telling anyone that she was feeling increasingly unwell. So I think there's a really important role for the receptionist just to keep an eye on things as well. If someone looks unwell, run out with a vomit bag or something, you know. Yes. Also, sometimes patients come in and they either don't want to use the electronic check-in or they just feeling not so well and didn't go and see the receptionist. And so, you know, sometimes patients do come in and just sit down. A receptionist that's scanning the waiting room will note someone that perhaps hasn't been arrived in the appointment system or in fact perhaps someone that has been there for a considerable time and maybe the doctor's you know had a little bit of a a miscount and has missed actually seeing that patient in their list. Look, I must admit, we had one particular doctor who was chronically late, always, always late. And sometimes she would actually jumble up the order of the patients. If she was running really late, she would see someone that she knew would be really quick But then, of course, that really upset the other patients that were waiting and knew what their turn was. So, you know, a receptionist that's skilled at smoothing those waters is really quite valuable. Which leads me into another point about confidentiality. It's one of the most important things that we would expect of a receptionist, not to ever discuss anything that identifies a patient or not to discuss any medical information that you may just come across about a patient, that they mustn't be going into the patient's records and reading patient information. The need for extreme confidentiality is really important. So one of the things that I've seen that's been effective is the three wise monkeys, see no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil. So that means that you don't leave confidential information out so that it can be seen. You don't speak about confidential information that you shouldn't be, and you make sure that any confidential conversations are not overheard by someone else. And I think if we keep that in mind, together with the definition of what is confidential information, a simple definition is information that's not mine to share. And I think if those basic approaches to confidentiality is a good backing for am I doing the right thing, particularly when there's tricky situations like court orders, so custody orders for patients and guardianship orders. I mean, they're some of the the tricky ones, aren't they? Absolutely. And, you know, divorced families where parents are sharing custody, but one of them might need to take the child to the doctor and, you know, may need permission of the other parent, all that sort of thing. But even the basic things, when a patient comes in or phones in, you need to have those three points of identification. So you need to gain the patient identification, but without revealing everything to the whole (laughs) waiting room. So it needs to be done mindfully and a little bit carefully just to make sure that you're not announcing. And I think, Anne, you had a fabulous example of when confidentiality can get you into trouble. A long time ago, a colleague of mine was a risk manager 
with one of the medical defence organisations and she was doing a practice visit. Her usual practice was to sit in the waiting room just to get a feel for the practice before she then went and met with the doctors and the practice manager. On this particular day, she was in a regional town and this is a true story, (laughs) in a regional town and she overheard a conversation by the receptionist. The receptionist made a phone call from the front reception desk and spoke to someone and said, I had the results of your pregnancy test. And she said, and how wonderful that they're positive. Obviously, my friend could only hear one side of the conversation. So that wasn't just what the receptionist said. She also said, ah, so what are you going to do with your physiotherapy practice while you're pregnant? Now, anyone listening to this will know that if you're in a regional town, there's not going to be many female physiotherapists that own a practice and have to do something about it. So you're right, it happens. Exactly right. And word gets out through town in five seconds flat that the physio is pregnant. (laughs) And definitely not information that was ours to share. No, that's correct. That's correct. So I think it's a very important thing to always remember. And it's not just when you're at work, it's when you're at home. I worked in a practice in the northern beaches of Sydney and we had some quite well-known patients who are television presenters and actors and very, very well-known faces. You cannot go home and tell your husband or your spouse or your children that, did you know that such and such has depression? Or, you know, we had to do a STD test on someone. All these things are private. You can never mention it outside of work. And it's vitally important, although, you know, you might be thinking, wow, that's quite interesting. You keep it to yourself. And really, As a medical receptionist, you shouldn't be coming across that sort of information as a part of your daily activities. However, you do sometimes see x-ray results come back in, pathology results come back in. And if you understand what they mean and you see them, sometimes you do see things. So you just have to be very mindful of anything that you see at work stays at work. It's not discussed outside of work and so, so important. And I think the other challenge is if you have a friend who is a patient of the practice, whilst confidentiality is an absolute, that's even more confidential, if you'd like, because there's that additional layer of trust that is there. Absolutely. And really, for those sorts of reasons, the role is a vital role. It's a really good receptionist can change the way a patient views a medical practice and it can be the glue that brings patients back to the practice because they enjoy spending time with the reception staff and the patients really get to know you and trust you and feel that it's a great place to come. So it's a huge asset to a practice. That brings us to the end of this podcast. Our one message for receptionists listening, thank you. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Thank you, Anne. That's lovely.